This is Story Guys. So I asked Murdoch how camping was this weekend, and the literal text I got back was, I looked at clouds. I, could, I had no internet service or nothing. You just sat and you're like, oh, it's, it's like 1998. Somebody put on some sweet Lilith Fair music. We were beaten there by some other friends who were next door to us, and they sent us a text, and it was true what they told us. We walked in, no stove, no stovetop. Oh, and you were planning to... So this isn't real camping. You had you had like a cabin. You weren't... When I call it glamping, I'm told it's not glamping. What's glamping? Well, I, I think that glamping is when <clears throat> you say you're going camping, but really it's super fancy or whatever. But this is actually physically inside a cabin. That's just um, cabining. That's just sleeping in... That's like sleeping in a bad hotel. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I so mean, like I, I did that once. It was in Motel 6. But right. uh, probably the same experience that you had. The kids are just like, you know, free-range kids the entire time, so you don't have to really watch over them, and it's really, like, safe, and, you know, it feels very... There's lots of employees there, or whatever, and... I do remember being on the golf cart, and um, we were trying to get to a certain place, and the other Brian, not you, wanted to cut through this parking lot and through these woods... And I said, no, man, we're not doing that. And he's like, why are you being a wuss about all this? And I was like, you know, I would at this moment fail any field sobriety test, even given to me by a 14-year-old employee of this Jellystone <laughs> I thought camp. you were going to say, even given to me by Yogi Bear himself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Yogi, I think this guy's had way too many margaritas. <laughs> So I the golf cart thing when you're in a situation like you were in is uh, is fascinating to me. Couple couple things about golf carts. I live in a neighborhood. We moved into a neighborhood at the beginning of this year that is was built in the 70s and so a lot of the people that live here are turning over. So it's people who bought the house in the 70s have lived here their whole the whole back half of their lives and are either dying or moving to, into a retirement home or somewhere you know things are happening and they're selling off the real estate. That's how I got this house. So there's like a lot of golf carts because there's a little bit of like a retirement village vibe for like half the families, right? And so you see a lot of people on golf carts, which is strange. Also, uh, when we talk about golf carts, I had this unique experience of going to Kentucky Down Under. Have you ever been to Kentucky Down Under? Do you know about this place? I know about it, and I've never been. So I, I did an impromptu trip with my kids. We were still in the height of COVID over spring break, and I took the week off, and I said, we're just going to do fun stuff. Us, right? We'll wear masks. We'll go do fun stuff. So we tried to go to Marengo Cave, and uh, or Mammoth Cave, I'm sorry. Mammoth Cave, which is a state park. And it was, when we got there, because it was COVID, and it was like mostly outdoors, and you're in a big cave and stuff, and like... It, it, it was literally booked out for a month. Like, I got there, and they, like, laughed at me. They're like, oh, bro, like, we, have, we haven't been able to put people on tours the day of for, like, a, a month, and we won't for another month. So, in that area, because it's a state park, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, crappy tourist attraction stuff that's around there. Dinosaur World? Yeah. Dinosaur World is awesome. I almost convinced my kids to go there again. I've definitely taken one of my kids there. Uh, you know, there was the, the shotgun mountain place that yes. doesn't have, d- didn't end up happening. 
Um, there is like this place where they have go-karts and canoes and horses and they like don't age regulate anything. And when my youngest was like two, I was putting them on go-karts in that place, which was very dangerous. Um, but all of that stuff was like shut down too, because we weren't outside fully of, you know, the, where we are kind of now before we go back into whatever we're going to go into with, in terms of quarantining or whatever. And so like a lot of that stuff wasn't reopened. So what I found was open was Kentucky Down Under. And Kentucky Down Under is what it sounds like. It's a piece of farmland next to the interstate that some people probably used some very disreputable methods to get Australian animals onto this farmland. (laughs) (laughs) Things that should not be in Kentucky, like like kangaroos and... Yeah, the whole thing. And I will say it's expensive, but there was a cave because my kids got real excited about the cave thing. We couldn't go to the cave up the road. So there is like there's caves all over that part of Kentucky. There's just some of them are in the state park and some of them aren't. So this one's privately owned. Got to do a little cave tour. It was cool. We had a good time. And the thing that they do to make money at these places, if you've if you've just not gone to like a roadside attraction in a Midwestern or Southern state, I highly recommend it because it really does feel like someone's hand is in your jeans the entire time in the worst way possible. Like you walk in and they're like, I'm like, I won't pay for admission for three. And they're like, great. Do you want a golf cart? I'm like, well, tell me about why I would want a golf cart. (laughs) And I'm I'm trying to remember how much they were. I think they were at least $50 for like a couple hours. Right, right, right. And and at, at Jellystone at Mammoth Cave, they are a hundred dollars. I was going to say 100 but I thought that was overshooting. But it may have been that much. It was a lot of money. And my kids were like, are we going to get a golf cart? And I was like, bro, no. I was like, I just paid $69 for us to come into this like fake camp with a kangaroo. We're not doing that. And so what the reason they sell it to you is they set the place where they sell the tickets right at the bottom of the hill. And you have to go straight up a hill to get into everything. It's oh, genius. Man. Like, I... I guarantee you they could have laid everything out differently but someone had the genius idea to say why don't we invest in some golf carts put them in a corral right outside of this door all you got to do is pay us 50 bucks and we'll let you take that golf cart up that hill so people were left and right handing them money getting keys to a golf cart like there's no screening process they're not taking licenses they're just handing keys to golf carts here sign this liability waiver it was remarkable remarkable Hey, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Matt, who lives in uh, Isle of Palms, South Carolina, who is now officially a golf cart business owner person. Oh, and he 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 rents them, fixes them. Maybe he sells them. I have no idea. Are there but, kangaroos involved? Nah, man. It's just a bunch of rich folks living <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you get your golf carts. Into the proximity of, you know, people like the ones that live in my neighborhood or the ones that live 50 miles down the highway from me, it could be pretty lucrative if you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. What's we a golf cart to, cost? We, what's a what's a what's the hard cost on a new golf cart? I got no idea. I mean, I'd love to know now. I'd, I'd never have looked into it. Hold on. You know, we tried we tried to like brake torque it or uh, you know, fishtail it. 
you know, we tried to do. <laughs> Explain the, what's what's. I am I am not a car guy. What's brake torquing? What is that? It's like hitting the brake and the gas at the same time, and then letting off the brake so it like kind of jumps. This would then, be the real reason to not go into this business because if people like you are renting them and then just being like, "Hey, let's see what kind of madness we can cause with this." Yeah. Very expensive item that is not ours. Okay, I, I've got a few prices. You can get a, a a really fancy one that looks like it would you could like get in some sort of death race in it. Sixty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, does but it have, does it have rims? They got rims. There's one on eBay for five hundred and seventy nine dollars. That seems suspect. Um, here's one at Maybe wholesale not. ATV for 3,900, but that thing, that looks like a dune buggy. Well, that's more of a go-kart than a golf cart. Oh, this one's huge. It's a stretch, a, str- a Yamaha G29 stretch. It holds like six people. It's like a minivan. <laughs> it's amazing. That one's, wow. it says it's $1,500, but that, that doesn't seem right either. Yeah, these, that sounds crazy. These are yeah, remarkable. Yeah. These are. I am not in the market for this. I don't even know what I would do. I will say that one day I was uh, in a fancy neighborhood, and this is the, this is the dichotomy, right? So you have like the rednecks who rent them, you have the old people that drive them around in my neighborhood, and then I went into a really fancy neighborhood to pick something up um, from uh, uh, someone my wife was doing business with, and there was like it was like those weird movies like sort of Mad Max-ish where the road is deserted and then from the distance you see this like in the shimmering heat you see this item coming closer and closer and closer and I start to realize it's a golf cart and I'm like who's on that golf cart and it was a bunch of like middle school boys I was like this is the other thing right this is how the other half lives so while the old people need it because they can't walk through the neighborhood and the rednecks need it because they're lazy these people need it because they're also lazy and rich, and then they just let their kids drive it around the neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is not safe for a lot of reasons that we're letting these children drive motorized vehicles up and down actual roads. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? True. Hey, true story. I did not drive a golf cart at all this weekend. I cannot recall the last time I I did drive a golf cart, but I can tell you that at one point in high school, I was on a golf cart that jumped like up over a green and then tilted and then flipped over and crashed. And I got kicked off the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize until the very last line of that that you were actually on a golf course. <laughs> Yeah, we weren't we weren't supposed to be in the golf cart uh, at all because we weren't playing golf. Uh, <laughs> but the, yeah, that that ha- happened. So I th- I don't know if I just have like some weird trauma because of it, or whatever. But like I was pretty skittish about being in it and being drunk. Uh, oh, so like all weekend this was coming back to haunt you? I don't know. Like, well. You know, at some point, you're everyone's like trying to throw their trash out, and like the gar the you know the the place where you take the garbage is, you know, it's like two hundred yards away. So you've got a golf cart right in front of you. So what are you going to do? It's like, so it it just 
we were far enough away from everything to where having the golf cart was was very great and very convenient. So um, I, I don't have a lot of experiences driving a golf cart. I tend to be, you know this about me, I tend to be the guy who would like to sit in the passenger seat, much much like you. So I think with you, I end up driving because you, I like, you know, I want to make you happy. So I'll drive when it's me and you. But uh, in general, I'll, I'll passenger seat that stuff, right? So like, I don't know how to drive a boat. You can rent boats here. That's not a big deal, right? That's a that's an easy transaction. And whenever I rent a boat, I'm like, we got to take somebody with us because I, I don't trust my, like I could learn to drive a boat. It's not that I couldn't do it. But that is a very expensive mistake, you know? It's just, it just takes one moment and one very large log, and I'm in a lot of trouble. Oh, hey, man. I was in a boat, and definitely not mine, uh, and I would never have one. I don't care how much money just falls into my pants. <laughs> um, and... It's my buddy Brett. It was his mom's boat, and it was like a speedboat. We do like power slides where oh, you know yeah. you're just like yeah. gunning the throttle, and you just turn the boat, and you just slide across the water. Um, but we we hit a log, and we we didn't know, and someone got off the boat and was like, "There's no, there's no propeller." Um, oh no. And, and it was one of those moments where someone very proactively told everyone on the boat with sort of however they said it with a look at their eyes that everything needed to be thrown off the boat immediately. <laughs> and, it, and, you know, it's like there were some of us definitely were 21, so... Uh, so there were, the alcohol was sort of fine or whatever, but not everyone was. And then, you know... You're you're stuck, and and the the thing is, it, it it's not like Uncle Bob shows up with the towboat. It's the freaking Coast Guard. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. yeah you got to be careful if you're on the boat doing bad stuff. The Coast Guard can come get you. Yeah, I I, I learned about that the last time we took a boat out. That same thing. I mean, we weren't doing anything like that, but there was this concern all of a sudden of oh, here comes the Coast Guard. Make sure everything you batten down the hatches. Literally, I got to use that in context. That's fun. Um, I like how you just said we weren't doing anything like that. Uh, Saying like that could mean something that I was doing. So. The one thing about boats and jet skis and all that sort of stuff, man, is that I grew – I my last couple of years of high school were spent in a lake town. There were five lakes, and so it was all tourism and people coming to the lakes on the weekends when it was warm. And so I had some friends who were loosely related to the Clintons, and we were just out at her boathouse all the time. And on her boat, and I don't even know where the jet skis came from, but I remember in particular one summer we came back from college, and we were like all like we're gonna crash at your boathouse, and I brought some buddies of mine, and one of them got on the jet ski, and Saturday afternoon throws himself off the jet ski and lands squarely on his right butt cheek, like up in the air, slams down, hits the surface of the water, all the weight on the right butt cheek massive bruise from from the bottom of his back to the top of his right leg across his butt and so i have wow. this iconic picture which i should find and make sure it's okay if 
I put it on the internet. I have it somewhere in a photo album of him still in his trunks, laying down, looking like he is really, really not feeling good, and holding his hands to outline the bruise on his ass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And every time so I think it. about jet skis <laughs> being on the water, I remember that picture. But I'll tell you, do it. I mean, it was a charmed existence for the couple of years that you got to be a high schooler around Five Lakes and just that sort of atmosphere all the time. I haven't been on a jet ski since I was 18 and went on my senior high school trip. And I went out on a jet ski with Jeff Little. That's his name. And I haven't thought about Jeff in a long time. Uh, Norman was Jeff's middle name. And uh, <laughs> Jeff decided to like take the throttle as hard as possible. And like it hurt every time we're bouncing. Like my balls, my ass... <laughs> everything hurts it's like it, it's i don't understand why we're doing what we're doing it is so not satisfying it is uncomfortable and painful and then at some point we flip or fall over or something happens and it drowns the engine and we're stuck out in the water in <laughs> you've Panama had some City really Beach. bad luck really bad luck doing water sports in your life yeah, or I'm hanging out with just the wrong freaking people. Uh, and so they had to come out and tow the thing. Nothing's worse than that sort of ending to what starts as being an epic day on the water, right? Because the beginning of that day, I'm sure, was like balls to the wall. Like, clearly it was. Because, yeah, you know, you're eventually going to hit the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was my senior trip. I was with a couple other guys and we met these girls that had a Ford Fairlane, like a <laughs> like a super old Ford Fairlane, and they let us in their car and we like rode around Panama City Beach with them. I did go to Panama City Beach the year after I graduated high school, or maybe that, that summer after my freshman year of college. And uh it was yeah, it I just remember being like like I had never really been I hadn't been in the ocean that I could remember. I think I had been as a little kid. Um, and I do remember, like, just running into the ocean giddy because I, it was so novel to me at the time. Yeah, um, but we, we were—I was a little young, and so we couldn't really go into any of the clubs or anything, you know. And and uh, we just spent a few days down there, and like six of us backed into it like a really crappy hotel room because I mean we were eighteen, nineteen, you know. Um, and now people will talk about going to Panama City with their families. I mean, we went on vacation this summer to a place like 45 minutes north of there. And it's, hey, you want to go into PCB? I'm like, yeah, I don't think I do. Like, I just remember it being like nothing but screen printed T-shirts and Ford Fairlanes. That's it. Yeah. And when I was a kid, my mom took me to record stores which were also kind of head shops because they had glow in the dark uh -huh. posters and stuff uh -huh. and that was that was big pcb uh for me for sure uh yeah so it was it was a, a weird thing and it is the the redneck riviera as uh, it recently was um uh, because they they have COVID. <laughs> everybody i so i love this idea of your mom your little sweet old mom taking you to record store head shops in Panama yeah. city beach. Like I, I appreciate it in any city, but in Panama city beach, it has a special ring to it. 
Yeah. Hey, I'll be I'll be honest. When I try to think about that, I went there with both my parents. Like, I don't know what my dad was doing the entire time. <laughs> I do. He was I'd... scoping the chicks in the Fort Fairlands. <laughs> Oh, I I, I do I do recall. Oh my gosh, what a crazy thing to talk about! I do recall. So excited! It had been so. I was a kid, so it's the mid '80s. So you still had maybe like those those Kodak one tens uh-huh, that are like the uh-huh. rectangles. So you're still you're still getting you're still getting film printed, and I remember getting film printed back from a trip on Panama City Beach and there were there were clearly pictures that my dad had taken <laughs> what? with a camera of girls. <laughs> I told you. I told you that's what he was doing. And I remember looking at it and I was like Dad, wait. Uh. I was like, this isn't this isn't even that impressive. Like what <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? What are you taking pictures of? Like, I didn't understand what it was like to be an old man. I was taking pictures of her car. I was, I was looking at the car, Mark. Shut up. Uh, no, no, it was, there was no doubt what the pictures were <laughs> of, dude. It's not a thing. But yeah, so I think, I think that, I think that my, my mom knew that I wanted to get into the water and be on a float and get on the waves and do that and... Uh, I, all the music that I would see uh, on Soul Train or whatever, like sometimes there were I couldn't get that at the record bar at the mall that was like thirty minutes away. <laughs> so, do you remember anything that you bought at a record store in Panama City Beach? Yeah, I bought the. I didn't buy. My mom bought. It. I got the first Run DMC cassette, the oh, self-titled cassette. That's great. That's so good. That's. There's no, there's no getting that unimprinted from my brain. Yeah, isn't it? And funny? I listen, and I listened to it the whole trip. That's so funny. I mean, I was, I, I skipped over saying what I remember specifically listening to on that trip earlier because I was like, nobody wants to know that it wasn't Run DMC. Uh, but I do very specifically remember listening to the same album over and over. So it's, it is crazy how that sort of stuff gets. Uh, kind of imprinted in your brain uh, especially with guys like us dang dude that story about your dad in the camera i feel like you laughed your way through it but that you automatically win the episode for that story because i know that was probably a little more <laughs> a little more painful than you're letting on that you kind of had that memory as i mentioned uh panama city beach now that I have to think about it, it's going to get more painful. Thanks. Uh, and I'm really glad I get the points. I was going to give you 350, but I'll give you 410. 410 points for that. I feel like that's going to that's going to push your point bank up. You're welcome. Can I have can I have 420? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. All right, great. Uh yeah. wow. So, if if we are the story guys.com is the website. Uh you can find our other podcast rock and roll bedtime stories if for some godforsaken reason you have not listened to that, please do. Uh also godforsaken reason. Send us an email we are the story guys at gmail.com and tell us your story about that time you discovered a camera in your dad's room and you didn't know what was on it. Uh, actually, you don't have to tell us that story. But if you've got a story you want to tell us, we'd love to hear it. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. And until next time, what should we keep doing, buddy? Keep telling stories. <laughs> <laughs>